podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Coop from Cassius for IFL TV, a proudly sponsored by Everlast. This is absolute mayhem up here. Well, it's because we're revolving. Um, we're revolting and we're revolving. Um, it's very weird because half the floor up here, very high up in BT Tower, is moving and the other half staying still. Ishmael Salas is trying to squeeze by. How are you, sir? Great very to see good. you. Nice to see you, yeah. always. Very, very, very grand honour to see you. Uh, while, while I've got you, eh? um, is Joe going to get a knockout on Saturday night? Um, we try. We try. You know, this is like a baseball. Is a if you knock- get the home run, you get the home run. Yeah. Okay. It's coming cool. a long way. Absolute pleasure to see you, yes, as sir. always. Yes, sir. Senor, gracias. Yes, gracias, gracias. Yeah, carry on. No, that guy. Absolutely. He's a wonderful, wonderful. He's one of the great guys in boxing. Reposition you. That man, so patient. So, in fact, when you think about him and Joe together, perfect combination. Absolutely perfect combination. Anyway, sorry, I couldn't not say, because I haven't said said hello to Ishmael yet this this week. Okay. Um, How much of a call it a banana skin but how much of a dangerous fight is this for Joe Joyce I think it's very dangerous um, you know because you've got to wonder how many times you can go to the cash register and take out cash with your chin um, Joe as he says this brilliant line that Joe Joyce says which is you know everyone has a game plan till they hit me in the head and then they think oh what do I do now and nothing happens um, he's been able to rely on that um, in this brilliant run, 15-0, 14 knockouts in, in the heavyweight division as a professional. <clears throat> um, Jang is 39, he's got no time to waste. I've had a chat to him myself today, a little bit in Chinese from my days in Beijing. I had a year in Beijing. There's a bit of Chinese here. What's a Beijing jeweler? Yinian, Yar Sanshen Zai Beijing. That translates to? 30 years ago, I, I spent a year living in Beijing. Yeah. That's quite impressive, actually, Gareth. Well, I, I used to be quite impressive speaking uh, Chinese, but I've lost a lot of it. I, I was a decent speaker at one time. It's 30 years ago. So um, I had a little chat to Zhang. I like Zhang. He's a real gent. Um, and really looking forward to him, uh, him um, fighting Joe on Saturday night. Can we pause just for one sec? Joe Joyce is in the middle of an interview now. Oh, okay, fine. Let's back up. But um, you expect him to get the job done? I do. I've picked him to get a late stoppage, 10 or 11 rounds. He could wear Zhang down. Zhang's 39. As he spoke to Zhang earlier, he's got no time to waste. Every second counts. Joe's 37 now. And and it doesn't surprise you in that sense that he's saying that he hasn't got time to waste. He wants all these big fights. He's probably got a couple of years left, not more than that. He's not going to be around at 40, 42, I don't think, anyway. Um, but, yeah, I do expect him to get the job done, but I think it's going to be very exciting, especially if it's the Zhang, the Big Bang Zhang, who turns up in the same manner as the guy that fought Flip Hergovic uh, last August on the undercard of uh, uh, Joshua and uh, Yusek. OK. Oh, we'll just let Mr Salas pass. There you go, sir. Right, Gareth, let's jump straight to it. These rumours that have surfaced over the last 48 hours, which seem to stem from Simon Jordan's comments on TalkSport regarding the Fury Usek and now Joshua Wilder situation, what is your understanding of these rumours? Well, I mean, I heard them and, you know, you never know. I mean, they, they could be right. There's a lot of talk um, 
about getting all the heavyweights together. Joshua's not going to fight till December, um, so we've heard. So maybe that fits in that jigsaw. I think it's more likely that, well, there's, I don't actually know, and no one does. He could be wanting more time with Derek James. They could be looking to line him up with the final instalment, if you like, with Tyson Fury, because if he loses to anyone else now, that Fury fight, that big Fury fight, the biggest money spinner in boxing, isn't there. But he can lose to Fury and probably have another one. Um, so that, so if you follow the, if you follow the money, and you follow the route where that it might go, he could be involved in a tournament against Deontay Wilder. Very dangerous fight for him. Great fight for us. Uh, Joshua and Wilder's a great fight for us. Very dangerous fight for Anthony Joshua. Um, if, they, if that does happen, that they're talking about, and Yusuk and Fury are going to fight uh, in the Middle East as well, um, late in the year, November. Both on the same night they're talking about, aren't they? Same night? I, don't, I mean, look, that's, three, that's a 300 million pound tournament, those, those three fights, in my view. Not on the same night, the winners, but the... Um, oh, it would be amazing if it happens, but... I think it's just been thrown out there by Simon. There's no, that, I've certainly asked a few people in the background. Have you not asked Simon? You talk sport colleagues? No, I don't need to because the Cape Crusader has his own battles with dogs. <laughs> um, no, listen, if it, if it comes to fruition, I hope he's right. But that's not what I'm hearing at the moment. Every other week, there's a, there's a different ramification at the moment. Anthony Joshua was going to fight Dillian White in the summer. That's not now happening. Are Eddie Hearn and DeZoan attempting to elongate his career? Does he know, need to go in next against a tall, upright heavyweight and get a knockout? Have we seen the best of him? Is there more to come? Personally, for me, as I just said, get the Fury fight. Get the Fury fight and do it. You never know what's going to happen. Obviously, Fury would probably be a big favourite in that fight. Um, it's no secret that I think Fury's the best heavyweight in the world. I want to see him fight Usyk, Joyce and Joshua before he finishes. But uh, um, look, I cannot put any meat on the bones of those rumours right now. I've spoken to two or three people behind the scenes. There's nothing in it at the moment. So you think that Simon possibly just chucked out a little curveball? Are you trying to cause problems with me and my talk sport colleague, Simon? Do I don't need to do that. You two look like you need to get it on in the ring. If well, I'm listen, being as a, a Shawadi Wadi lookalike, yeah. To give Simon his due, it's quite, he's very funny about What did he call you, Meatloaf? No, it weren't no, Meatloaf. No, he's called me everything from Shawadi Waddy lookalike to Lawrence, uh, Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. Yeah, but meat, Meatloaf when I was a bit bigger, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm 12 and a half stone now. When I was probably about 15 stone, I was more of a Meatloaf. Rest in peace, Meatloaf, of course. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, the, uh, whatever it is, uh, Boxing's Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen, but with worse dress sense or whatever it was. Look, Simon... Um, is, is, is very passionate about boxing. You know, and we have our back and forths over things, but if he has heard that and he's got ties with the Middle East, then if he has got those ties and he knows what's going on, then I get it. But I remember talking to him when we had Amir Abdullah on, um, on the weigh-in day on, on White and Jordan. I was on with the, the pair of them that Friday and Amir was on, obviously had a Boxing for Skills Entertainment in Saudi. And we were talking about tournaments then. I mean, it makes sense that 
if they can get all those heavyweights in a ring together, in rings together, in a tournament, it'd be amazing. And there is that kind of money over there to, to do that. Prince Khalid has been saying for a long time, he's got projects underway that are the biggest in boxing. So who knows? Simon may know something that we don't know at the moment. But my soundings are that it's just talk. Okay, so the headline for this video will be Gareth Davies dismisses Simon Jordan's suggestions. Yeah, and, 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 then, and then Simon can, can um, sledge me in his next broadcast and it's fine. But what was fascinating today was that there's no sledging from Big Bang Zhang, even though that got a few laughs. He's, you know, he's banged all 15 of his, or whatever it is, um, opponents out. It was lost in translation, unfortunately, for the big Chinese men. We've got weird humour here in, uh, yeah, but, but look, in England, haven't we? He's very relaxed. He, he's 39 years of age. He had a decorated amateur career. He never quite got the very elite medals, but he was there, there about. For Anthony Joshua in the Olympics, didn't he, in 2012? Not all of us remember that. Um, he's done well for himself. I think he's 25-0, and 0, not 24-1. and 1. I thought he beat Flip Hergovic. Just beat him. Um, you were there, weren't you? Yeah, you were there. Um, so um, those two guys are just going to trade leather on Saturday night. And it's just so refreshing because they clearly can't do trash talk. Not as well as Simon Jordan can anyway. Gareth, just rumour aside, what do you yeah. make of the fact that, obviously from Joshua's uh, Instagram post he put out the other day, that he won't be fighting until December? Look, if there is a, a play for December, then obviously with these rumours, that would make sense. But the fact that he's just fought on the 1st of April, uh, Eddie Hearn did say that he would be fighting twice this year. That's not going to be the case anymore. But what do you think about, in terms of his activity, of him now not fighting until December? As I said, I think it, work, it, play, it plays out for them in two ways. He gets more time to work with Derek James. They clearly get on. Um, and it gives them, I think, there's a big money fight coming up. I think he's going to be in a big money. I can't believe it's going to be Dillian White in December. I think it's a, I think it's a big fight for him. Uh, it, it, it doesn't make sense otherwise because he's not at that stage in his career where he needs seven months off doesn't need it so um, because they could he's going to be damned if he does and damned if he doesn't the conventional boxing wisdom will tell you right now you talk to all the sages in the sport I mean it's not just my opinion anyone who knows their boxing knows that it's difficult to find opponents for him who outside Dillian White um, Anthony Joshua Deontay Wilder Joe Joyce they're the big fights for him um, and the biggest of those is Fury. I think I'm repeating myself here a little bit, aren't I? But that is the reason I think they are... Unless they're just looking to completely elongate his career and spin it out a long time, which is possible, but it's not a wise route. Have a big fight next. Been around long enough to know that I don't think he's far from the end. I think he's two or three four fights from the end. Maybe two. Interesting. He can lose to Fury and fight someone else. As I say, he can lose to Fury. But if he lost to a Wilder or he lost to a Joyce, that big fight with Fury isn't there anymore. Gareth, I know you're 
gone on show off to do Joe Joyce, but has he still been interviewed, Joe Joyce? Just a quick one. What's your understanding of this situation regarding Conor Ben Eubank? And now Liam Smith has also made comments to suggest that the rematch with Chris Eubank could be back on track. I mean, yeah. well, I mean what are you hearing? That's what I'm hearing. I, I'm, I'm hearing that uh, that fight is going ahead now. Liam Smith and Chris Eubank Jr., the rematch. I'm glad of that. Um, I wasn't really happy about Ben and Eubank. Again, I repeat, I would have been covering it, and I'm going to cover Conor Ben's next fight, if it is Abu Dhabi on June the 3rd against Manny Pacquiao. That's why Sean Gibbons, knucklehead Sean, has, has put that um, post out today, because obviously they're having talks again. Eubank's going the right direction, in my view. Very controversial fight for Conor Ben. Um, because he hasn't been in front of UCAD yet. He should, in my view, he should just do that hearing. But he won't, he, they found a loophole. Um, and I'm not jumping on Connor's back, it's just boxing's integrity needs ring fencing over this issue. Because um, you can't just completely avoid the fact that there was clomiphene in his system twice. Um, and, I, and I've always maintained that, I think, thought he should do his hearing. Um, but I do think, yeah, Liam Smith and Eubank Jr. looks like it's going to go ahead now. So they need to find another opponent for Conor Ben. That went very quiet for 10 days, didn't it? After they teased Eubank and Conor Ben. Maybe it's contractual. I'm not sure. OK, well, Gareth, thank you very much for your time. Um, I think that's my worst IFL interview ever. Do you think? Yeah. Not because of you, because of me, because I'm all over the place today. And do you know why? Because when you're up in one of these towers, and yeah, it, it's a bit weird, isn't it? You ever been in an earthquake? Uh, I can't say that I, I have. Co covering a UFC event in, in Tokyo, Japan once, and there was an earthquake. It was crack up the building in the middle of the night. The whole building's shaking. Terrible things, earthquakes. And it really does give you the tremors. And I just don't think I've made any sense at all whatsoever today. So I'm expecting a cavalcade of nasty comments at the end of this video. I'm sure you won't get that. Gareth A. Davies, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. And uh, we'll catch up with you tomorrow at the Wayne, probably. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Sports Social Podcast Network.